and thought he had gotten away with it. He would soon know differently. It was the last thing that Vincent could do for Albert, to at least pay back Ascot in kind. The snow he had been expecting arrived, just as the door opened across the street to Dudley's knock. Vincent's view was hampered by the white flakes, but he could still make out a flowing skirt, so a female had answered the knock. Ascot himself wouldn't be there. Reports were that he had set sail on one of his ships in the first week of September, and more than three months later had yet to return to England. His absence was making this retaliation an easy matter. When Ascot did return, he would find his credit cancelled with many of his merchant suppliers, and his home lost to him due to lack of payment on demand. Vincent hadn't decided yet whether to continue his campaign after tonight, or to wait for Ascot's return. Tonight's eviction would be a decisive blow, the culmination of several weeks' work, but hardly satisfactory when Ascot wouldn't be there to know of it yet. Actually, this whole matter of revenge was rather distasteful to Vincent. It wasn't something he wanted to do, had ever done before, nor likely ever would again, but was something he felt he had to do this one time. So he would as soon get it over and done with. But Ascot wasn't obliging in that, being out of the country for longer than expected. He should have returned by now. Vincent had counted on his being back by now. Waiting was not something he did well. And waiting in his coach, in the cold, when he didn't need to be there and still wasn't even sure why he was there, was starting to annoy him, especially since Dudley was taking his sweet time delivering the notice. How bloody long did it take to hand over a piece of paper? The door finally closed across the street, but Vincent's secretary still stood there facing it, unmoving. Had he accomplished his task, or had the door been closed on him before he could? What the devil was he doing, standing there in the snow doing nothing? Vincent was about to leave the coach himself to find out what was going on, when Dudley finally turned about and headed back toward him. Vincent opened the coach door, more in his impatience than to get Dudley out of the biting cold sooner. But Dudley didn't rush inside when he got there. He didn't enter the coach at all, was once again just standing there in the snow, as if he'd gone totally daft. However, before Vincent could ask about this strange behavior, Dudley announced, I have never in my life done anything so despicable, my lord, nor will I ever do so again. I quit. Vincent raised a questioning brow at him. Quit, as in, you will have my formal resignation on your desk in the morning. Vincent savored a moment of amazement. It wasn't often that he could be so thoroughly surprised, but then his impatience returned. Get in the bloody coach, Mr. Dudley. You can explain yourself when we are out of this damnable weather. No, sir, Dudley replied stiffly. I will find my own way home. Thank you very much. Don't be absurd. You won't find a hack this time of night. I will manage. With that, the secretary closed the coach door and started marching down the street. Ordinarily, Vincent would have shrugged and dismissed the man from his mind, but he was in an impatient frame of mind, which was as close as he ever got to being emotional. He found himself leaving the coach himself and marching after Dudley to demand, What the devil happened at that house to give you leave of your senses? Horace Dudley swung around, his face suffused with emotional color rather than paled from the cold. If I must have further discourse with you, my lord, 
I fear I will disgrace myself beyond regret. Please simply accept my resignation and leave it go at— The devil I will. You've been with me for eight years. You do not just resign over a small matter. Small, the little man burst out. If you could have seen the stricken look on that poor girl's face, it would have broken your heart as it did mine. And such a pretty girl. Her face is going to haunt me the rest of my days. Having said so, and apparently believing it, Dudley scurried off down the street once more, refusing to speak more of it. Vincent let him go this time and turned a scowl on the house in question. The property belonged to him now. He'd called in a considerable number of favors to coerce the previous owner to ignore his verbal commitment with George Ascot and sell him the deed instead. Ascot had had a gentleman's agreement with that previous owner, had paid him a very large portion down on the townhouse,